Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Ready? Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Hi, guys. Hi. My name is Brian. My name is Shane. And you are listening to Fruit, fruit Snacks. Boom. <laughs> So we are recording live from New York City, right next to Radio City. Monday afternoon live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do a live episode. I would love to. I don't know how we would do that. I don't either. I mean, it's recorded It would all live. have to be like on Instagram live. Ah. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Cute. People could write in as we're... <gasps> Ooh, yeah. bitch. We should. Yeah, 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 we yeah, should have yeah. done that right now. No, because we're going to have to like promote it so people know oh, to take off to of take- work. <laughs> Take off work. <laughs> Get a babysitter for the It's kids. National Fruit Snack Day. Exactly. Ooh, cute. I like that. I really do. Mm-hmm. So you guys, as always, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. <coughs> uh, make sure that you do subscribe if you listen to the podcast app or Spotify. You can follow us um, on that. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Fruit Snacks Pod. You can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. Yes. You can follow us individually. And share us with all your friends. Tell mm-hmm. them they'll love it. It's funny because people are always like, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, gay I always shit. Say, <laughs> what do you like, say? Gay shit. I either say that or being gay. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, I don't get it. I was like, I don't get it either, but it just works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're actually being successful or if I it's just working, always say but... it's a gay perspective. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's just like our take on stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not super insightful, but people seem to love us. So. We are super insightful. Okay, <laughs> we're educated. We got our degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Collectively, we have a PhD. True, because you have two degrees. I have one. True, true. You true, need three true. for a PhD. Okay, so we gonna switch it up. Um, just because we've been with each other for a little bit today, we've been we got breakfast, so we kind of caught up. So fr- the fruit roll up wouldn't be authentic. And then we were trying to think of we a were, fruit fly because we've been flying a lot. But, like, so many shitty things happen. It's, like, hard to narrow it down. So we're, like, uh, we don't feel inspired to do a fruit fly. So we're going to introduce a new topic. Yeah. That's, like, breaking news. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were doing the opening of 20, 21st Century Fox. I don't know. Oh, that's Universal. Is it? Yeah, like, when the Universal signs coming around the globe. No. I mean, whatever. But we should have, like, I know. interesting Albert. segment. I think we said that last episode. Yeah, we too. did. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this new segment is called Rotten Fruit. I think we mentioned that we were going to make this a thing. But mm-hmm. this is just something that we want to complain about. <laughs> um, or, like, something that's going in our life that is going on in our lives that we're not here for. Mm-hmm. And, like, we need to take out the trash of this rotten fruit, you yeah. know? Yeah, Pluck the nasty out. berries off of the tree and throw them bitches in the trash. Throw them in um, the trash. So I felt inspired to bring up this topic because I feel like I have a few friends who kind of um, always t- go to me for like advice and um, about like relational things, whether it be with their significant other or other friends. And yeah. I feel like the same kind of topic keeps coming up with those particular people, not those particular people, but yeah. That particular gender, if that makes sense. Um, mm, call them out. Name, okay, so name three me, people. <laughs> no, I can't watch. <laughs> I am going to say names. I know I will just like as a slip up. But um, let me open my phone so I can timestamp all of these names. <laughs> For real. You, you're going to have to timestamp all of it so we can be like bleep bleep. Oh, it's just one big do <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> but um, let's see. 
So the topic itself is like, um, just be I, blunt. You said okay. shitty friends or well, fake ass friends, <laughs> fake ass friends, honestly. Yeah. And I think, and I don't want to put a gender on this, but I feel like I'll put a, um, um, a masculinity or a femininity on it. What is that? What is that called? Not a gender. We but always say energy. An energy. Okay. Usually it's a more feminine energy to handle friendships this way. So in all fairness, though, I feel like you and I have more girlfriends than we do guy for friends. For sure. Yeah. So I feel like a masculine energy when it becomes a dynamic is to voice how you feel because mm-hmm. you don't really get repercussions from that. You know, like this is how I feel. You need to listen. Mm-hmm. And a feminine energy is to like create a bond and kind of go along with like what is happening. Yeah. So I bring that up because I feel like it happens a lot within my girl friend circles uh-huh. where a girl will have an issue about something that's going on. And instead of bringing it up with the person that the issue is with, they'll just talk about it among each other. And then when the girl who has the issue comes into the picture, they act like nothing's happening. Fake ass bitches. Fake ass bitches. But do you get what I'm saying? Let me give you like an actual visual representation of what I'm talking about. So say we have Becky. And Becky (laughs) is a fucked up bitch. She got good hair some days, some days like it's fucked up and it's just not ready. You know what I mean? Bedhead Becky? Yeah, Bedhead Becky. We'll call her Bedhead Becky. So Bedhead Becky and I are in a fight and I hate that she is um, waking up, walking around with Bedhead. And like I told her like, hey, it affects our friendship. You know, you got easy for a bald bitch to <laughs> <No>. say. <laughs> no, but Becky and I are in like a in a fight, and she did something shady, right? Where I was like, "What the fuck?" But instead of taking it up with Becky mm-hmm. because I respect her as a friend, I run to you, Shane. And I'm like, "Oh my god, Becky's a fucking dumb bitch. Like she always keeps doing X, Y, and Z, yeah. right?" So then now all me and you are hanging out with bedhead Becky, and she does the thing that I co- commented to you about, like, see, right? So I instead of bringing it up, I just look at you like she's doing it you know Mm -hmm. and then now we're creating a dynamic where it's shady we're Uh like almost like ganging up against ganging up against becky and every time she does it and she can't even fix it because she she doesn't know and thank you for bringing that up that was exactly my point and this is what the rotten fruit is is that because she doesn't know she's doing something wrong Uh she can't even fix it right Right. and so then now me and you create this vicious cycle of like see becky fuck becky fuck becky fuck becky yeah and then she doesn't she, she doesn't she doesn't get a chance to fix it and that's what I keep seeing happening within my like friend group or friends, like when they ask for advice and I get why people don't want to like, I get why, like for me in that situation, I wouldn't tell Becky because I don't want to make a rift between the two of us. But because I don't, if you, if I don't want to make a rift, I need to just like vent to you and squash it since clearly I'm not doing anything about it. Right. Well, I feel like you have one of two options. You either need to vent about it and then completely it. let it go yeah. and forget about it. Cause you're not making a change either. Right. Or you need to bring it up with Bedhead Becky and you need to make an effort to communicate that in a way that would be effective and productive for her. Yeah. Like for both of you or for both. Yeah. Like for her, but also for you so that you're coming from a place of like support and love Mm -hmm. where you Mm -hmm. are not saying these things to hurt her Mm -hmm. or them. Mm hmm. But you're doing it so that your friendship doesn't suffer. Right. Like, like as if, as easy as, hey, Becky, honestly, like, as a friend, I want to be there for you. But what you do, it bothers me in a certain way. I'm not asking you to change. But just know when you do that, I'm affected in this way. And I hope that 
because you respect me as a friend, you would want to change. But if you don't, I understand. But at that point now, that's a boundary between the two of us. And mm-hmm. just know that if I get upset, it's because I don't like that. Right. And so she's on page one and you're on page one as well, rather than her being at the beginning of the story and you're at the end. Yeah. You know, and now you have like a genuine place to where you're like, OK, does she respect my wishes? If so, then it brings you closer as friends. If not, you know that that's a boundary as a friendship. But don't have this fake facade of like, we're close friends, we're close friends. And then all of a sudden you're talking shit. I'm talking shit about Becky with you. Right. And that's the difference between talking shit and venting where talking shit, you um, like say it behind their back. And then anytime they bring it up, you're like, no, things are good, girl. Like no big deal when they're not. And that's another thing where you're like, people are deliberately lying to Uh people's faces where they're like, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong. And then they say like a half truth. And then I like, they'll come to me and I know both sides of the coin. So I'm like, girl, just be honest. And if you know, it goes awry, then it goes awry. And then you guys, don't need to be friends. It's not a big deal. But I hate when you're trying to like facilitate this like fakeness. And I think that is so rotten. All this reminds me of all of this reminds me of Brenda from scary movie when she's like talking to Cindy in scary movie one. And she is like, Oh girl, please. She is as fake as press on nails. And the girl she's talking about like comes over and Brenda's like, Hey baby girl. <laughs> like just so fake. Or that other one where that vine's like, oh, everyone in the school is so fake. And then as he's walking by filming himself say that, some girl's like, hey, Jared. He's like, oh, hey, girl. I fucking hate that bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or like Regina from Mean Girls. She's like, cute. Like, that's the cutest skirt I've ever. Or she's like, cute skirt vintage. Uh Where'd you get it? And then she tells her and she's like, that's the ugliest I've ever seen. Exactly. And like, yes, like I said, it gets uncomfortable. But as long as you're like doing it from a place of like, I care about you. I think it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it has to come from a genuine place. Totally. And I think if it's not coming from a genuine place, that's when you need to reevaluate the relationship. For sure. Cause if it's, if it's not coming from a place where you want to help better that person to help better your relationship, that's probably not a relationship you should have. Sure. Yeah. So pick them berries and get rid of them. <laughs> Like, and I get, like, again, I get why people might not want to be so forthcoming with their emotions because it's very vulnerable. You don't want to hurt people's feelings and stuff like that. But I, from my experience of doing it, because, you know, me, I I don't fucking give a shit. And not in the sense that I don't give a shit about your um, feelings, but I don't give a shit about, like, you're, you're putting it out there, right? So if I reflect on it, I'm like, hey, you're doing this and you get mad at me, I don't take your, I don't take responsibility off of shit that you're putting out. So I'm like, nah, like, yeah, nah. maybe it's, it's uncomfortable for you to hear that, but I'm not going to take uh-huh. ownership over that. And I think that's where I'm okay saying all these things, but yeah. it is uncomfortable. And I feel like when I do do that, I get myself into hot water a lot, but in every situation that I've done it, they've come back around and have been like, okay, maybe what you've said has been right, but your delivery was wrong, which my delivery is wrong. But again, don't give a fuck. Yeah, but I feel like that's because culturally we say that we like honest people in our lives and we want to hear the truth, but Uh we're never ready to hear the truth. The truth hurts. Yeah. Well, and not only are we not always ready to hear the truth, but we're not always ready to make a change based on the truth. Preach. Like that has to come from a time when you're willing to do it. Yeah. And if you're not like your reaction to what to the truth has to be as genuine as the person telling you the truth. Totally. Like totally. The, both of those people have to come from honest places. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. All right. Well, that was it for that rotten fruit. <clears throat> um, All right. So don't be bedhead Betty. Don't be actually bedhead don't Betty. be bedhead Betty's friend. Oh, deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bedhead Betty did not do anything no, wrong. Girl. She, she thought know. that hair was cute. Yeah. 
don't be bedhead Betty's friend. Right. Ooh, girl. Yes, because then you give them a chance to like fix it. And then if they don't, then that responsibility is on them. But if you never tell them, then it's on you. Yeah. The responsibility is on you for sure. Yeah. Cool. Cute. Moving on. Cute. 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 So. Should we roll into the the protein of the of the episode? <laughs> I almost said the meat and potatoes. Yeah, exactly. It's meat. so gross, though. Let's let's roll into the nutrients of the oh, episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we're going to go into our fresh fruit topic, which yeah. is new ideas we want to talk about. Not new ideas, but the main ideas we want to talk about yeah. for the episode. Yeah. So this week, we're going to be talking about love. All you need is love. love. All you need is love. Love. Okay, so... Um, we weren't going to finish that. No, we weren't. Okay. Um, we're just going to be very broad in general and just kind of like do a freeform thing of love. Um, this is a big topic for you. This is a big... Oh, for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what comes out. I feel like it's easier for me to talk about than you. Well, then we'll see. We can ask each other questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you the first question. Oh, God. Okay. Um, what does love mean to you? You can go any direction with that. Uh, I think love means a variety of things to me. Um, first and foremost, I'm learning. Uh huh. Like especially recently, I've been learning. Love means. Um, I hate to say love means unconditional, but it does. Uh huh. Like. I feel that I've been in relationships before where I've put boundaries around it or I have, um, it's like, I'm like dipping my lower half in the water, but I'm not just like submerging myself Mm. and that's not unconditional Mm. and that's not fully investing in the relationship. Mm. Um, or that's not accepting the relationship for everything that it is. Mm -hmm. And so you're never really fully feeling the love. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm learning a lot about what it means to just let yourself be in that, um, like to be surrounded by love Mm -hmm. and to allow yourself to feel it and to allow yourself to give it. Mm -hmm. Um, because until you fully allow all of that to happen, I don't think that you're experiencing love Mm. because I love is so crazy because to me, it's one of the most basic human reactions or Mm -hmm. feelings Mm -hmm. um but there's so much about it for some reason that we don't understand Mm. and like that's why so many people see therapists or listen to certain music you know because so much music is written about love regardless of what form of love you're talking about um almost like all 100 percent of music is like exclusively about love falling in love breaking up getting out of love Mm -hmm. cheating and it's funny because at different points in our life we understand certain songs or pieces about love better than other times Mm -hmm. and it's just because as humans we ebb and flow through the different um forms of love Mm -hmm. um and that's what's so crazy about it to me is that it's like i said it's such a basic feeling Mm -hmm. and it's such a natural feeling Mm -hmm. but for some reason we find all these reasons and excuses to not either fully accept it or feel it or Mm -hmm. allow it to to come to fruition in our lives Mm -hmm. um it's almost like we we feel the need to be ready for it. Sure. But I think we're always ready for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is what it is, you know? But, um, yeah. It's very... It, I'm, I'm... I guess to answer your question, I'm sort of lost in love right now. Where I, I want it and I 
I just want to feel fully enveloped in it. Um, but I'm also trying to understand it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that the two butt heads instead of intertwined. Sure. Yeah. Cause I feel like for me, um, love is like very active. Yeah. Um, and you have to like want to show love, give love, receive love in any capacity where like, I feel like the way you explain it is very much like love exists and that's all that really is. But I'm like, no, it doesn't exist. Like love is not there until there's like an action put to love. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a very kind verb of. kind of word rather than just an essence. Oh, okay. Um, but don't you think that love is and that we act on love? Excuse me? <laughs> like, I feel like both of our, both of what we're saying can be true. Like love is the noun uh-huh. of being the sitting, like it exists just because it exists naturally. I don't think it but exists from there, naturally. You have really to actively, don't. you have to actively pursue it and keep up with it. I don't think it exists if it's just there. I think that sometimes you experience love with people regardless. Like, I don't think that somebody has to actively be putting something into it to, for love to start. Like, I think, okay, say you meet somebody uh-huh. and I guess you can consider your, the beginning of your relationship, you actively putting into it. But a lot of times love forms in places that you don't always expect it to. So I wouldn't say that you're actively putting in for love. I think love develops. Mm, no 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 i think and uh, like love is completely all action based for me yeah like just being there is not enough once it's there no i agree even to start it it's not enough just to be there see i think love naturally happens Mm -mm. because otherwise the way that you're saying it to me sounds like you're almost forcing it to happen you have to you force love into your life? You have to. Mm, I don't feel that. I don't think forcing in the sense of like, I reluctantly am choosing to do these things. I think you can act Not in reluctantly, love. but... But yeah. To me, it makes it sound like I'm forcing myself to love this person. Absolutely. I don't think so. I think that's why people in relationships fall out of love because they're not forcefully putting love on someone else. They stop doing things out of love. They stop saying things out of love they just are like because i've had all this time with you mm-hmm. you should have loved me do you get what i'm saying yeah i agree with you at some point you have to actively put into love but i don't think at some point from the get-go you have to actively be loving right but that's what i'm saying because i feel like a lot of times in any relationship two people are coming together naturally uh-huh. and there's something there's there's some natural evolution of that relationship and you get to a point where you think oh my god i love this person Uh again whether you're in love with them you love them whatever and from that point when you make that realization that's why i say i feel like love happens naturally it evolves naturally i don't think that you're going into this natural instinct thinking i'm gonna love this person i have to love this person so you're actively putting in for that i just feel like as you naturally evolve and progress as two people, there comes a point where you think, I love this person or I'm in love with this person. Uh-huh. And from that point, you have to actively make the decision to continue to love them. And going back to me saying, like, I think that love is unconditional and that's what I'm learning. Uh-huh. Um, I think from that point where you make that realization, you have to actively put in the effort to unconditionally be there. Sure. And... Um, 
continue to be there and put in what that love needs to mm-hmm. grow. Um, so then why do you say that love just exists without having an action to it? Because everything you just explained is an action-based response to But what I'm saying is the actions that you are taking in the beginning aren't necessarily purposeful actions. I'm not saying I'm purposely doing this so that they fall in love with me. I think that is exactly how you love personally too. Like I feel like... Maybe subconsciously. I don't consciously tell myself like I want to make this person feel this particular way about me. I think... If there's a natural, like, they could feel this way about me, I'm going to put in the same amount. Not knowing that it will reach the point of being but loved, think, though. Okay, so think about if you pass someone down the street and you feel like you connect to them, whether it's just look-based, right? Where you're like, oh, you're attractive to me, right? Mm-hmm. If you do nothing, nothing happens. Right. But if you found some sort of, like, I'm intrigued by this person, whatever that might be, it could be the way they look, the way they walk, maybe something you heard them say on the street, you actively are like, I want to invest in you. So let me say, uh-huh. hi, I'm Brian. Right. So I get I'm, that. That's what I'm saying. It's, it just doesn't exist. I guess the difference is, like... And I feel like when you date, you do things to swoon someone. Yeah, of course. I'm like, putting, like, all of me into it. Right. But dating is different than, like me just wanting to hook up with somebody or me just wanting to be friends with somebody. But that's why I say like it comes into natural existence where if I'm not purposefully like say swooning somebody, Uh if I'm just putting in energy, I guess, yes, I would actively be doing something. But in my mind, I'm not always thinking I'm actively doing this with the intention of love being the end result. Um, That's where I feel like that naturally happens through those two people. And, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I yeah. don't agree. I think what I'm saying is it's a blend of... It's a fruit smoothie. Um, <laughs> no, I, I feel like it it becomes this, like, um, this blend of, like, what I'm saying and what you're saying. So I agree with you. I don't sure. disagree with you. But I think in my mind... I disagree I with guess you. Subcon- and you, yeah. you get the fuck out. Just uh, kidding. <laughs> well, this is your hotel room, so that makes sense. Um, but I just think that maybe I do it subconsciously rather than consciously. And so I don't think of it that oh, way. Sure. For me, like when you and I started talking, uh-huh. like I was more physically attracted to you than I didn't know you. Oh, you mean like not right now. You mean like, no, like oh, okay. way back, back, back when back. we okay. first yeah, met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on the same page now. Go ahead. But I feel like we've developed love within our friendship. And that was not my intention when I started talking to you. Right. But I mean, even still you, whatever the outcome is, you don't know, but the intention mm-hmm. is to show that you are interested. So that, that to me is like an active form of love, whether you're thinking I want to hook up with this person or you want to be with this person, that's not your decision to make because the dynamic becomes between two people. Mm-hmm. So whatever you mutually agree upon the relationship will be, it will be. But regardless, love is like an action, not just by you being around me, we wouldn't have been friends. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So there's that motive that. of like, I want to get closer. I want to, whatever that that closer is, it could be like doing things for me or like self-disclosure or whatever the case is. Yeah. It was all action-based. And I think that's where people fail in love. Uh-huh. Not fall, but fail fail in love is that they no longer make love the action. They just make it like a passive, because I showed up, I should get a participation award. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what love is. And I think that's where people always um, feel like they're from what it seems like you're explaining 
people always get upset with relationships. It's like, because I showed up, they should be committed to me. But it's like, what have you done to even have them commit to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And so to me, like, it's not just like a, I'm here. It exists. I'm talking more about love as the definition. Uh Uh-huh. It's a natural existence. I don't think it is. I do. I think love naturally evolves between two people. See, but I also think that that's why probably I'm not in love is because for me, I need more than just you showing up. Yeah. Well, I think anybody long-term does. But I mean, like, even with my own parents. Do you know what I'm saying? My own family. Like, people always ask me this when they hear me talk on the phone with my parents. My parents will be like, all right, Brian, talk to you later. Love you. And Mm -hmm. I'm like... Okay, okay, bye. bye. Yeah. And they're like, you never say I love you back. I'm like, no, never. Yeah. And I think for me, it's because actively speaking, my parents don't show mm-hmm. love in the way that I think I should receive it. And I think sure. clearly I'm going on that journey because realistically, if someone from the outside is like, Brian, that's the only way they know how to get to you. Like, you just need to like read their language, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm speaking a whole different dialect where they're like, they are showing you love, just maybe not in the way you're understanding it. I yeah. get that. But for me... If you want to show me that you love me, bitch, you better be active in this game. You've got to show me love. Um, yeah, but I think that that's also where you and I differ is you come from it from a much a much more logical standpoint. Uh-huh. And I'm, I think I'm coming, like if I could make a circle of my life, I'm coming back into the part of the circle where um, I'm you're more of a romantic your, your about rom-com it. Your rom-com fantasy yeah. category is love me Not even honest. rom-com girl. I'm back in the notebook. <laughs> That's straight up like romance. Right. Um, where I I want to believe that love is more of like a destined bond mm. than See, even You see my reaction way. to that? I'm already like gagging. You're turned off by it. So turned off by yeah. it. So and I, but, but that does not mean that I disagree with what you're saying. No, totally. I agree. That I disagree it has with to what be you're an saying. Active thing. <laughs> no, I know you do. But, <laughs> but I'm saying like, I still believe what I believe, but I still right. also agree with what you believe in. Right. I think the two totally. have to coexist sure. for me. Like, I think what we're saying when we disagree is like, you can live your truth, girl. <laughs> like right. if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. That don't work for me. No. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean that, that goes to say like. I also have a lot to learn about it. Sure. So it doesn't mean that I'm completely right. I'm sure. just, I'm still amidst, like we all are learning sure. what that love is in our life. For me, I feel like when you're hopeless romantic, and again, this is not a dig, but I say that, I preface it because it's going to sound like a, it's a dig. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not racist, but, and then you say <laughs> some racist shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like when you're hopelessly romantic like that, you're too passive in the game of love. And I feel like you start settling for things for the simple fact that that was a great moment Mm -hmm. rather than really looking at like, what does this mean? Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, let me back up. uh I, I am coming into a, uh, I guess a different, okay, great. So you bring up a great point. I misspoke. I'm going to retract my statement. Mm. I feel like I'm coming into a new part of the circle where I'm trying to, and I know that you and I have had this conversation. I don't know if we've done it on the podcast or not. So, so I apologize if I'm repeating yeah. myself. But I'm coming into a place where I'm trying to find pieces of that old, hopeless, romantic part uh-huh. of me. And, and the new, more like, um, coming from a logical point mm-hmm. of view where I can mix those two. Mm-hmm. Where like... Why do you struggle with that, though? Um, because... Like, I feel I, like they're two extremes for me. But I don't feel like they, they're mutually exclusive. Like, they can coexist, but why? That's what I mean. But I feel like I 
have never allowed them to coexist. Right. So what? So I'm coming the to struggle that you can't blend the two. Be- um, because I've always been on one end of the spec, uh, one end of the spectrum or another. Uh huh. And I feel like when I was on the end of the spectrum where I was like so in love with love, I was very naive to what was happening around me. And when I was logical about love, uh-huh. I was like so critical of it Uh. and I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't allow myself to fully feel what that love was in my life because I was thinking like, Oh, well this doesn't make sense or like this isn't going to work out because of this or, you know, whatever my mind was thinking, I was thinking too much about something that's so natural. So why not just allow myself to feel it? But in times when I need to make black and white decisions, just Mm -hmm. make those decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know why it's so difficult for me. Um, you know I what get I think up. now? As you're explaining this, well, ugh, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I feel like what you do, and this is kind of what I mentioned earlier during breakfast, just as a little preface, um, I told Shane that he like bases his life on traditions where it's like, during Christmas we do this. So then now when Christmas isn't the way he believes it should be in traditional sense and it's different, it's like his brain goes on the fritz where he's like, oh, my life is awful. Not that dramatic, but Mm -hmm. he's like, what's going on? Like Christmas sucked. But like if you never had those traditions and every Christmas was different, the possibility of it not being like last year doesn't scare you as much as like it would before. Right. And so I feel like what you do, and this is me just realizing this now, is that when you love, you set your your love based off of situational things where it's like, oh, my God, this moment was so magical. Mm -hmm. Rather than really like looking at the person, I feel like you kind of like heighten the experience. Mm. And it doesn't matter who that person was. I think it matters later when I don't have that anymore. Sure. Sure. Like I take it for granted in the moment. Sure. And then later when something's different about that moment or the moment doesn't feel the same. The same. You're setting yourself for for failure. Absolutely. Sure. But that's what I mean. Like when you, that's almost, I don't know if this really blends together, but it's like because they showed up to this moment, they get, they get the prize of love. And I'm like, no, it's the continual things you do throughout the relationship or the experience or whatever that shows you who a person really is. So you can like make this big, hubba blue a circus of love and then you're like oh my god that was a great show and then if that is what you keep leaving you're going to be disappointed do you know what i mean like life isn't like that love is not like that but Mm -hmm. if you like fall in love with the act of what the person is doing like actively showing you how they love you rather than just buying you a rose you know that because roses symbolize romance which symbolizes i love you then you're caught on the idea of like well next time i don't get flowers i'm gonna be pissed rather than being Mm -hmm. like what else have they done that like shows me that they love me and that's when i'm like it's an active thing, not a passive thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, maybe that's why you blend it differently because like the logical sense is like, let me break down and let me like, let me remove the smoke screen of love, right? And when I say smoke screen, I mean like the the stereotypical signifiers of love, like chocolates and date night and candlelit dinners Mm -hmm. and like, See, that kind of stuff is, like, almost too much for me. I mean, I'm going on an extreme sense just so listeners can kind of, like, understand what I'm saying. But when you you take that away, is the romance gone? No. Because you're not falling in love with the chocolate. You're not falling in love with the bathtub. You're falling in love with the person. The person, yeah. Logically speaking, both can exist, but I think what you do is you put so much importance of love on a situation rather than a person. Yes and no, because I don't look at my, like... The one thing that causes me to refute that is I don't necessarily look forward and like, okay, you know, when they say, and this is not 
coming from me. I'm just uh-huh. saying in general, I feel like culturally we've always talked about how um, little girls, for instance, like look forward at their wedding day and they want, they have all these grand plans for what their wedding is. And it's almost sometimes seems like they can just pick a guy up and be like, he's going to stand here at, yeah, at the end of the like aisle does, for me. Yeah. The and day itself doesn't matter. It's just like the, it's just everything, all the details yeah. that they've put into it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. don't think I focus on the moment like that. I think what I do is I put falling back into that, like traditional idea mm-hmm. that you're talking about. I start to associate a particular moment with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily that I focus on the moment and that I can just replace that that person with anybody as sure. long as someone's there to experience the moment with me. I almost think I overly attach the heightened sense of what a moment is with whoever I experienced sure. it with. And so then to experience that moment with somebody else is really hard for me. Sure. Because I'm so set on um, what that what that tradition is with that particular person or those mm. people. Mm. Um, which is weird because... I remember when I first stopped going home for Christmas, Mm -hmm. it happened because of work because I was at Disney Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't go home. I couldn't afford to go home, whatever. Um, And so I started to create my own tradition. But what I started to do from a logical standpoint is I almost started to downplay what my old tradition was so that I felt more comfortable moving away from it, moving away from it and more confident in moving into a new tradition. Sure. And I don't think that that's fair either. Both traditions can mean the same, right. you know, but right. I think that something about me, and this is where I say I'm learning, something about me needs to allow it just to be rather than forcing it, forcing each situation to be one thing or another. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that bleeds even into your career life too, mm-hmm. because when you're fed up with your job, you feel like you need to change your whole life to like restart. And it's like, girl, Not my just whole like life, but... back off, transition into a new job. And then once yeah. you can like financially be fine, then quit the other job. Yeah. I'm a very, yeah. I get very passionate about things like that though. Like I, my roommate is, she's a little more logical than me, but she makes similar decisions where she's like, this isn't, f-, or maybe she's just in a moment of feeling that way, but she's like, Hey Lily. Um, <laughs> Hey, Colin. Hey, Lily. <laughs> like, I think the three of us right now work really well together as roommates because we're all in these these points where, like, we're going through similar experiences sure. and we're feeling things very passionately. Uh-huh. And we're, for us, um, we're just like, this doesn't make sense. If I don't love this wholeheartedly, it's not for me. Yeah. Like, I've always made decisions that way, which isn't always the smartest. I recognize that. Um, I've put myself in not great situations because uh-huh. of making decisions that way, but it's the only way that I feel like I know how to make de- I, I know how I could make decisions differently, but something in me doesn't want to like, doesn't actively pursue things t- differently. Yeah. Other than the way that it feels natural and the way that it feels natural is to do that from a place of like passion. And how has that been working out for you? Recently, um, I've almost appreciated it because I lost that passion for a while in every aspect of my life. I went through like a really dark place last, like the end of last year because I was thinking about everything logically. And if something didn't add up, I had lost the part of me that would allow myself to feel what would feel better to me. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, well, everything's bad. Sure. You know, um, and like I said, I haven't always been put in the best posi- position because of the decisions that I've made, but 
I critically think about love, but I also make a lot of decisions based out of love, whether it's the love of myself or my career or a partner or a friendship or family, whatever. Um, I call bullshit. Why? I call complete bullshit. Why? Because <laughs> as your it, friend, I feel like I see this like reoccurring in your life. Like it might feel different to you in this moment, but yeah. I, I see it as the same. In what way? Um, like anytime you come in or out of a relationship, your whole life changes. Yeah. Yeah, like any time as your friend. But that's also only happened twice since we've been friends. No. Um, in terms of like my life changing? Um, no. I think so. No. Um, I feel like you're currently going through it. You went through it with um, D- yeah. DC. Yeah. Um, you kind of went through this kind of thing with AR. Uh, that was a little different. Yeah, but still, it's kind of like this whole like amalgamation of things, and then all of a sudden it's over, and you're like, <gasps> I need to change my life, blah, blah, yeah. blah. There's never like a really a smooth transition. It's always no. like one way or another. Um, kind of how you view like logic to emotion, like as if they can't coexist. And I feel like because of that. Well, basis, I know they can, but I don't know how to do that. Right, but I think that you can spread that out into like a broad sense of who you are, where it's like either I'm in a, this mood, but it can't be like that's a part of you. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like, but that's where I say all, you and I just differ as people. Totally. Is you don't, I feel like you take note of moments where you're like really happy or really in love with things of uh-huh. your life, but you never allow that to control the, the right. way that you make decisions. Sure. But that's why I, I asked, do. how's that working for you? Because to me, it doesn't seem like that path really makes you happy. Ultimately mm. from an outsider looking at, do you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Like, I always feel like you, you go through these moments of like, I'm learning something new, but really it's the same message just in a different situation. Hmm. Guess and no. I feel like I'm more hyper aware of because like, like when I say now. that, it's like, if I were to picture you in the sense of like, uh, abstract way it's like you're you have a you have a a cabinet of recipes or seasonings of life right where you're like mm-hmm. i'm gonna use a little dash of playfulness a little dash of like um i don't know love a little dash of like wit and yep. then you're like okay let me let that simmer when rather it's just like let that stew be the stew on every course of your life mm-hmm. like every every See, i was just talking about this with somebody though uh-huh i don't know how to um, cause like, you're like in this moment, I want to be a little more sweet. So let me just use this sweet box, sweet box, sweet box, sweet box. And then you like run out of sweetness because you just keep putting it in everything. And you're like, I can't be sweet anymore. I'm, I'm now on a journey of like, I just need to be more about being spicy, you yeah. know, rather than being like, you can always use that sweetness, but don't overdo it. Yeah. And I, and like, even the way you explain love just now, it's like things can't coexist when I think when you get into situations, you put a blinder on everything else outside of that, where you're like, it all, it all is the, it all, it all is like attributing to my feeling right now, rather than being like, I don't even want to say compartmentalizing. I don't even know if this is making sense, but like, it's always like an all or nothing kind of thing where it can't just be like, you know what, situationally that, that, that's fine. And that's what I also mean. Like you put too much importance on a situation as if that is Mm -hmm. your whole reality. Mm-hmm. rather than just being like okay how am i i feeling? do because i like to have a hundred percent control over the way that situations go in my life sure. and that's like but that's like, not re- possible at all I that's was not just possible that. i you, know it's not like it's not possible especially yeah. when you're dealing with other people's emotions you yeah. can't tell but them. i mean even in in terms of like say like my career or a family situation or a housing situation like if one of those factors of my life starts to go awry mm-hmm. i feel like i'm losing control of my life because i'm not 
I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in control sure. and that causes me to freak out. Um, I was just explaining to somebody who, um, we were talking about how he has dated a lot of introverted people uh-huh. and he was kind of picking my brain because I was like, I think that I do that where I internalize a lot of things before I try to act on them because I want this perfect outcome. Sure. But what happens is I, I build it up so much in my head that when I, when I start to see things unfold in a way that I didn't have planned, it freaks me out. And I'm like, wait, go back to the drawing board. And yeah. then I start to close down, sure. close off. Um, and he's very different where he's like, see the way that you see things as in me, he's like, you lay out 10 options and he's like, you start narrowing down. He's like, okay, this isn't going to work. This uh-huh. isn't going to work. I don't know about this one yet. And he's like, you'll narrow it down to like three or four. And he's like, I look at those 10 decisions and I immediately like, like, like these two are, are the, the two options. He's like, we go through the same process, but I do it much faster. Uh-huh. And he's like, I think that because you think on it for so long that it, the letdown's way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It means so much more to you when it either works out or doesn't work out sure. than it does for me because sure. you spent so much time trying to make it the way that you saw it. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you feel like the love in your life has been predictable? Or like, um, predictable, not in the sense like, oh, I knew it was going to turn out that way. Um, but maybe more so like, um, predictable in the sense that you always knew it was going to be there you can rely on it reliable maybe is a better sense the word i don't know about love but people because that's why i feel like maybe you think that these situations are so hard fast for you because Uh everything that you've been a part of you kind of knew how it was going to turn out and then it turned out that way and you're like okay we're good do you get what i'm saying yeah no because when i look at um like my family situation, for uh-huh. instance, I won't go into detail about it, but like, I remember when you and I were first friends, my family dynamic was great. You but that's know? what I mean. When, I don't mean more recent. I think this, this, so just follow along. So previously, do you feel like that was a case where you could rely on the kind of love that you had? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I feel like maybe that's why now you feel like love is so this or that because you've only experienced it in a way that is so reliable, so consistent. So yes, if I need it, they're there. And then now that you feel like maybe your family life, whatever, we don't need to go into, like you Uh said, is so different than what you thought it should be. And like your current love life is different than what you thought it should be. Or like your job career is different than what you thought it should be. This idea of like not having control really isn't there. Like you're in full control because you're capable of putting or taking away anything you want in your yeah. life but the sense of love has changed and because you don't see love in the way that you currently maybe are experiencing it mm-hmm. you don't know how to process it sure do you know what i'm saying yeah because i like i say that for me and i'm reading um like i was saying earlier i'm reading becoming by michelle obama and mm-hmm. she mentions that where like the love that she experienced in her life was always consistent they always had dinner mm-hmm. at 6 p.m yeah no matter what was going on in their day that was like a reset button for them where totally. obama his mom was like in indonesia or something like that and mm-hmm. like it was more like tethered where like some days they're close, some days right. they're further, but the love was always there and consi- consistent in the sense that he could rely on it if it was necessary. But most cases he would have to figure life out himself. Uh-huh. And I think you were more the Michelle Obama as your, as your upbringing. And it turned more into the Obama. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the Barack, I should say not Obama, but Barack where it's the love isn't what you're used to. And maybe that's where you're saying you're processing it so differently is mm-hmm. because you're not familiar with what this 
maybe more realistic or more, um, I'll just say different mm-hmm. type of love is. And I think maybe that's why you're struggling. Not, I don't even think you're struggling, but like I, I maybe you're on. I think str- there are times when I'm struggling. Yeah, but I don't want to say struggle as in like a weakness or like you don't know life because I don't think that's the right. case. But it's like the the friend rotten fruit thing was like, how do you know if you don't know? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like I think you're just on this journey of like, okay, that's new. But I also think you need to like give yourself some grace, and like I yeah. feel like the way you explain things and give definitions are trying to be like so hard fact. Where it's like, this is always going to be that. When really, it's like, this could be that in this Well, that's situation. why I say I'm coming into a point where I'm trying to allow things to coexist. Right. Like Because like, I've always made it one or the other, right. and I don't know how to blend right. those ways of Instead life. of like true or false, you need to do like a Venn diagram. Right, 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 right. a circle, right. a circle, and then and a they circle. And they connect, <laughs> right. You need yeah. like Venn diagram love. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like... Um, the way we give love and the way we show love is like, there's like four parts to love realistically. I feel like there's a giving portion and a receiving portion. And within those two, there's two separate categories. Right. And this is where I feel like people fall, um, myself included. And as I, I, I'll explain it and then you'll see where I mean Mm -hmm. giving love where there's a certain way everyone shows how they love someone. Right. Mm -hmm. And then within that you expect someone to like receive it a certain way. Uh Right. So that's the two portions there. And then receiving love is the way you feel like you're loved, but then also the way that person thinks you should react by how you're receiving it. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh So like, I feel like that's where we miss things. So like, if I'm like, are the expectations, the expectations, right? right? Where it's like my way of showing love to you, Shane is to buy you oranges. Right. And I like anytime I am in a grocery store and I think of you and I'm like, oh, I love Shane. Let me give him an orange. And then you start receiving these oranges and I'm expecting you to be like, thank you so much. <laughs> so that's that second part of giving. Right. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, an orange. Like, why are you giving me an orange? Yeah, you should have given me an orange. And I'm like, that's love, bitch. Like, eat that orange, motherfucker. <laughs> and you're like, I don't, I don't like oranges. And then now I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like mm-hmm. the shit. And then you receive love by getting bananas. And you're like, he don't love me. Like, he's only, he never got me a banana ever once. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And then I'm like expecting to give you, like, I don't know to give you bananas, right? So that's why, <coughs> that's why I bring it up in the sense of like my parents, because I think they think they're giving me love. Like, let's use the five love languages. My mom loves to buy shit for mm-hmm. you, right? Like, she thinks that she's loving you by buying shit. So she bought me a washer and dryer. Yeah. That means nothing to me. Right. Do I need a washer and dryer? Yes. Do I use the washer and dryer? Yes. But like that to me, I don't put love on like metal. Material things. Material things. Yeah. Where it's like to me, that's literally just to wash clothes. How is that showing any ounce of love? Like right. for me, it's like acts of service. That's what I'm later realizing is like one of my love languages that is like probably stronger than I thought. But I'm not receiving her love because I don't give a fuck about sh- gifts or materialistic things. And so um, I feel like we struggle because um, selfishly we're like, you don't love me. Like Valentina and Farah, <laughs> you don't love me. <laughs> you actually don't love me, <laughs> Tajia. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like when you – it's good to reflect back and be like, okay – what am I receiving and what are they trying to give out? Mm-hmm. And then how can that kind of like blend together? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I mean, like little things like that, you actively have to love. Like it's complete game of like yes. communication. Yeah. 
yeah. And so, I mean, I'm not going to bring up your relationship, but you've told me stuff where I was like, I think you've come through that epiphany of like, oh, maybe they were showing me love in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's just like, I guess, what is your insight on that? Like, how do you feel towards that? Towards what? Just in general of like <laughs> receiving and giving love. Let's start with like, how do you give love and how do you receive love? Um, well, see, this is where I agree with you in terms of what love is. Like, I think that both of those answers have to be active answers. Uh huh. Like, um, I feel like I give love by. See, I don't want to, like, be specific. Just do, like, a five love language. So if you have... Like, a, touch. Okay, touch for you, me is so let's love Let's just for clarify me. for the listeners. Okay. There's um, a book. Who's the author? Oh, I don't know. Look it up. Okay. But it's, he writes about five love languages where everyone either gives or receives love the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So quality time, spending time together, that's one. Um, access service. So, like, doing things like washing the dishes, um, you know, taking the dog out when you don't ask. That's access service. Um, words of Gary affirmation. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman wrote this book. Okay. So then the third one is words of affirmation where you're like, I uh-huh. love you. You're beautiful. You mean so much to me. Um, physical touch, did we say? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, I'll just say them really okay. quickly. Physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, and receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. And I think they're kind of self-explanatory. You can right. go online and actually find out your, your um, love language. Yeah. Um, so like based off of the, that scale. So based off of those, I would say one of the first, one of the top ones is physical touch for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I even equate that to sex. Like mm. when people tell me that they have sex without kissing, that that breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, I don't understand how you can do that. Mm. Cause I, that's where love is very co- love and logic are very coexisting for mm. me where like logically I just want to have sex mm-hmm. but as it like in terms of love I need that affection mm. that even though we're for lack of better terms we're literally inside one another that's not <laughs> enough there's not like negative like <laughs> seven and a half eight inches inside. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not close enough for me mm-hmm. like I need the closeness of touch which is like the the touch that is metaphorically symbolizing love mm. and that's kissing mm-hmm. for me or love in terms of like um, affection like mm-hmm. something deeper than just mm-hmm. the physicality so physical touch is huge for me and then so is quality time mm-hmm. and I'm learning so much about quality time right now um, because I feel like I took quality time for granted mm. a lot um in a lot of ways in my life, but especially in my last relationship, yeah. I um, I didn't appreciate it for what it was. Sure. And when I realized what it was and how it does not exist in my life in certain ways now, um, it's almost like I would do anything to get that back. Sure. And it not like traditionally speaking, not just like, oh, I miss that quality. You know, it's like with particular people, I'm like, oh, my God, that means so much. Like sure. when I go to L.A., like I was just in L.A., uh-huh. And I was exhausted. Like I told you, I had woken up East Coast time at still very early, but West Coast time, I woke up at like 1.30 mm-hmm. a.m. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to bed till 10 p.m. that night because it meant so much to me to have that quality time with like our friend Robert, mm-hmm. you know, um, hey friend, or like with you when we recorded, I'm mm-hmm. like, I only can do one because mm-hmm. I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. but it was worth us getting in that time together, sure. not just to record the podcast, right. but just no, to just like, to yeah, just to record. <laughs> right. Just to record. Just record. Um, 
And that's where I say, like, I know that quality time is important to me. Sure. Because it was worth me not sleeping to have that time. Sure. Yeah. So I would say that those are my two biggest ways of giving and receiving love. You think it it matches? I do. Yeah. Because I think that I showcase that Mm. the way that I want it. Mm. Yeah. Like, when somebody, um, like, going back to relationships, if I can just, like, lie in bed and, like, touch somebody's hand... Like I have a particular way of touching hands when I'm in a relationship Mm -hmm. and that's how I, that's how I recognize a relationship progressing into a relationship for me because I, it sounds so weird, but I start touching a hand in a particular way that I haven't even done with most of my friends. but let's pause. That's what I mean when you make these situations as if that's always going to be the case, right? Like if, if you touch someone's hand and it wasn't the way that you thought it should be, then now that you're like, we don't No, no, no. It's a, it's like a habitual thing that I don't, that first subconsciously I don't allow myself to do with everybody. Like even my closest friends who I feel like I'm closer with than somebody when I first start touching them this way, I just still haven't done that. It's like, it's almost like this internalized ritual. Yeah, ritual. But that's what I mean, though. It's like you make these rituals or however you want to yeah. say it. Yeah, but like... I don't associate that with one person. That's a way that I touch that per- like those people in my life who I'm moving those romantically moments, with. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm saying it's th- the way that I'm particular t- particularly talking about, I don't associate with only one individual in my life. Right. It doesn't change with the person. The tradition is the same. I still hold, yeah, so I still hold importance to it, but I can, I can, like, um, recognize that as, like, a moment of me giving that, and if they allow that touch to happen, that's a way of them giving that love back to me. Sure. You know? No, I get what you're saying, but I also feel like that's another insight as to why people feel like love is always, like, weird for them in their adult life, I guess, is because they're, like those rituals we buy into where it's like, well, he hasn't kissed me since like the third date. Like, Mm. do you think he's into me? And I'm like, yes, bitch. He keeps buying you dinner (laughs) and this is the third time he's done it. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like those rituals people buy into or whatever the case is where Uh they want to receive love the way they think that they should traditionally receive it. When it's like, yes. Yeah. He is showing you that. Like he would stop dating you after date one. I guarantee it. If he was not interested. If he wasn't interested. You know, but like, that's what I mean about those rituals where it's like, it could be flexible and fluid, but you got to like actively want to decide like, oh, okay, let me see how they're doing it. Cause then mm-hmm. I feel like if you're just, they're showing up being like, well, he didn't do that. Yeah. And I'm here. See, but that's where allowing like, and it's difficult to do, but that's where allowing that love and that logic to coexist because you and I have always talked about as friends, like, or actually you've, it's not like I never knew about this concept, but you introduced it in a very simplistic term where you just talk about retraining your, your brain sure. or retraining your thought process. And that's so difficult to do when things are so habitual sure. as human beings. But to allow your your train of thought to evolve or change um, within that love. Right. Well, okay, here, let me ask you this about me. Okay. You... You say I'm, like, extremely logical, which I would agree with, where, like, I hardly feel things, even though I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel things a lot. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like I don't love? You love in a very different way than almost anybody that I know in my life. Explain. Um, I think that's what people are attracted to by you and then are terrified by you after getting to know you. Sure. Like, in our, how many years of friendship? Um, Like, 10, 11, maybe? Yeah. 
in our 10 or 11 years of friendship, I've heard I love you maybe the amount of times that I can count on one hand. I would say less. <laughs> <laughs> and I can think of those times, like, because sure. they came so few. And I feel like the other 99% of people in my life don't express love that way or don't don't um, invest in love the same way sure. as you, you know? But with that being said, there are so many other ways that you show love that other people don't always recognize or pick up on because they're not identifying like your love languages sure. because they're almost waiting for their love languages to be appeased before realizing that you just don't invest in those th- same things, sure. you know? Um, but I think that there are times where you, you push away from the idea of that like romantic love like to you, like I think sometimes things seem dumb to you or seem like not worthless, but like to you, they don't mean much. Sure. You know, the way that like, I, think I like, mean, this is an extreme example, go ahead. but the idea of like, say a boyfriend or something like taking you on this super romantic date and kissing you in the rain and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. to a lot of people that ignite something where you're like, ah, oh, yes, like that is love to you. You're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That seems so silly and contrived, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, I don't think that it's that action of of that, those particular things happening those ways, but I think it's the idea that they could. Um, and it's just the romanticized idea that people enjoy living in. Sure. That you logistically say, that's not reasonable. Right. Yeah. Because I think if I was brought in that situation where a boyfriend wanted to do that, I would do it. Would it mean you shit would, to me? but you wouldn't care. I wouldn't yeah. give a fuck, but I would do it because I know it means something to, to him. him. And I would play the game, totally. do the kissing, go out in the rain, like make it a big spectacular See, for moment. me, but it, I'm like, it does nothing for me. See, for me, it does ignite something in me because um, <laughs> I almost said because they're getting off by it. And I don't mean that sexually, but I mean like because I know it's sparking so much for them, that makes me want that makes me fall in love with them more or right. makes me want to love them more. Like you enjoy the moment or you buy into the moment because you know that you're like, yeah, it's, it's, that's part of the, I mean, I feel the same way where I'm like, I'm doing this for you because I love you enough that I know this is important to you, but I don't get joy like the way you do. And so, right. <laughs> I'm just but like, see, and I think, stupid. I think that I've felt that way about certain things. Um, where I'm like, uh, I, I recognize like mm-hmm. I'm only doing this because they mm-hmm. want to do it mm-hmm. and I'm really not getting joy. Sometimes like, it really doesn't spark anything in me. Um, but I think that that happens far less for me than it right. does you. Right. You recognize things a lot more as like, yeah, we can do that. But you're really not. It does nothing for mm-hmm. you. Um, and I think that you actively think that way mm. through your life, mm-hmm. through every facet of your I life. I agree. Um, whether it's relationships career and yeah. yeah um and so i think that that scares people away from the idea of loving you because they don't know how to do that sure. they don't know how to ex they don't know how to ignite that spark in you which is so baffling to me because i feel like i'm a very upfront person and if you ask what do you need i'm like bitch i need a b c d e f g but then, yeah, then but they're still a- like mm, i just want to do a or b and that's what i'm like okay well then don't ask me like i'm good by myself <laughs> But then don't invest. Do you get what I'm saying with that? I do, but like. I don't like, have patience for that, which is why I'm probably single for right, a yeah. long time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is like those A, B, C, D, and E's for you uh-huh. are all very like, there's there's not a whole lot of romance involved with it. It's just like, it's very black and white and logical. Yeah, but. The then- romance, it sometimes feels like the romance is like taken out of it. 
but what uh, and that's that's what a lot of people associate yeah. with the idea of love See, is the romance mm, in it and you just don't mm-mm. Mm-mm. so let me ask you how does how's that worked out for you great <laughs> has it absolutely i don't know because you talk about missing love you talk I do. about i, I right. think i miss love in the sense that like i want it but i don't want it in the terms of like what people think that, that i should have it like right but where do you think you're gonna find that okay here's the thing with me and while i'm single uh-huh. well actually i don't know why i'm single but <laughs> the thing is is that like if i have to buy into all of that to have love i would rather not have love like the idea of doing that is way more painful than like having love going but, without having okay love. let me put it differently like uh-huh. looking forward in your life mm-hmm. i already know your answer but like <clears throat> what for, is it for our listeners no i want you to ask the question i am i am because i, I want to know what the answer is i am my okay. question was going to be looking ahead in life uh-huh. would you be happy and content knowing that you are because um, i i thought about this question earlier when we were talking about tokyo uh-huh and I said, put a doggy door in your house so uh-huh. that he can go out in the backyard whenever he needs to. And you were like, what, for five more years, I'm not investing in a doggy door. And I asked, are you never going to have another dog again? And you were like, absolutely not. Uh-huh. And I thought in my head, I was like, okay, so he's never going to have a dog again. I feel like he's okay with never having a partner again if it doesn't mean having it in the way that he deems being like logical enough to invest in. Uh-huh. Which leaves you very alone. Uh-huh. I know you don't want kids at all. Uh-huh. Like, that's not a thing for you, uh-huh. whether you're alone or with a partner. Uh-huh. So if you have no dog, no partner, and no kids, uh-huh. it's very much just Brian uh-huh. with your friends, of uh-huh. course. Uh-huh. But your friends aren't there, like... Um, In a intimate, yes. deep sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so my question was going to be looking forward, knowing those things may not exist in your life because of the 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 standard at which you hold having them. Uh-huh. Do you think you'll be just as happy on your own as other people would be if they had those things? Uh huh. And I know your answer would be yes. Uh huh. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, I think that a part of you will always feel like, oh, I, I just want to, like, I miss having a boyfriend. Yeah. Or I miss having that intimate yeah. partner. Yes. Um. If I were to look at a resume of who I am as like a dating app, mm-hmm. serial dater would never show up on my motherfucking resume. No. Because for yeah. me, I feel like I am the happiest when I know how to create and generate happiness within my own life. I feel like when you start looking outside of yourself to make your life feel complete, mm-hmm. that's when you failed. I agree. Yourself. I agree with that. And so with that said, I would rather be happy alone fully realized, fully like capable of doing what I needed to in my own life to be happy without feeling like I need to depend on someone else to bring that in my life. Because say if that ever ended, I would feel like I could not live on without my current state, right? Sure. And I think this goes into a deep sense. Again, this always brings back to my parent relationship, but I bring up my family because that tr- fundamentally that's the first time you experience right. love. love, your mother's love, your father's love, Correct. your br- siblings love, whatever. When I felt like that love disappeared, I had to figure out what I needed in my own life to create happiness again. Yes. And so I so like got committed to the idea of I'm doing me and not in the sense of like fuck everyone else, but in the sense of like, what do I need to do to create happiness and generate my own success? I realized I don't need anyone else. So if, Someone wants to get on this journey with me. I am here for it. I would love to have a partner who really, like, you know, helps me out. But also, I'm fine without not having a partner because I don't need them. But don't you feel like that sounds a little selfish? Like, 
they're just going to have to jump in on my life journey and just be okay with, because what, what it feels like you're saying uh-huh. in my mind, uh-huh. like if we were on a date and uh-huh. you were talking about all of this, I would almost feel like, <clears throat> say metaphorically, you were a river or a stream. Yeah. I would almost feel like if you're the water, I'm just expected to hop in and allow myself to float wherever you're going. Yeah. I don't feel like I would ever change the pattern of the way, the direction in which you're moving. Yeah. And I feel like one of the, this sounds so like cliche or hopeless romantic, but I feel like one of the powers of love, of unconditional Uh love is you two becoming water together and flowing in a new direction together. And that is so uncomfortable to do. And it, it comes from a place of evolution uh, as a person. Um, where like maybe maybe that river runs dry at some point, uh-huh. and suddenly you're like, "Fuck, which direction was I originally in?" Yeah, and you come out and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm lost in yeah. the world," and that's terrifying. But I feel like that's part of that natural state of love. That's that's what I view love to be. Mm-hmm. So even if it even if it hasn't always worked out, or even if it puts me in this weird position, uh, this is like so much of a realization as I say it, like allowing yourself to be that vulnerable is is part of the what makes love so beautiful as a human because mm-hmm. it changes so much about us mm-hmm. and it's so difficult to allow yourself to change with and sometimes for somebody else but if it makes it and i only say that at, um in the assumption that you're doing it with a better purpose and you're becoming a better person mm-hmm. not like you're changing and becoming a worse off person mm-hmm. i don't think that that's wise or you know a smart investment mm-hmm. But if you can logically think about it and think this is enhancing me or this is somehow changing my my train of thought mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm seeing life from a different point of view that I wouldn't have seen without this person, mm-hmm. even if momentarily that's such a beautiful thing to me. Yeah, I agree with that. But I feel like but that's where I say, don't you feel like it might be a little selfish to say, like, they can join this journey if they want, but it's my journey. Because I think that I did that in my last relationship. I was on my journey Mm -hmm. and I was allowing somebody in. Mm -hmm. Somebody who, looking back, I love Mm -hmm. unconditionally. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowing our water to run together. Mm -hmm. I was like, hop on a tube and jump in. Mm -hmm. We're going to float down Mm -hmm. my path. Mm -hmm. And that's how I view what you're saying Mm -hmm. to be. Um, I get what you're saying, but I don't believe that that's what I do. I, I think that if you were to go back and ask like, Mm-hmm. past relationships if I was ever selfish. <laughs> I was like, don't say the name. <laughs> I'm not. If you were to ask past relationships and ask if I'm selfish, I don't think they would say I was. I don't think you're selfish, but I feel like you've talked about that before where people have been like, we always do what you want to do. Like, you've been in situations before where um, you asked me, you're like, do you think that like um, we always end up doing what I want to do? Uh-huh. And I feel like that's coming from the place of if you're running your own path and something isn't going to ignite happiness but for you, you're like, true, well, why don't we do this? Ha- I don't feel like that was a conversation I've had. I feel like when I ask that, it's about other people, <laughs> not about me. I don't feel like I ever do what I want to do when it comes to like friendships. I think there's times where you don't want to do like what what the other person or other people but necessarily want to do. But that doesn't stop me do. from doing what we're what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, but you make it known that you don't want to yeah, be there. Yeah, but that's that's fine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm not, fine, but I'm don't not, you... wait, wait. I'm not changing what they want to do. I'm not changing their but life. But it trajectory. dampens what they're doing. 
but that's not my problem because they're taking on my emotions. See, that's where we differ. Because to me, if you're asking, do you want to do this? And I say no, I'm not going to sit there and lie and say, yeah, I want to. Don't ask me if you don't want to know what I want to say. But I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. But that's fine. Let's do it. And then they take on that emotion being like, well, now I feel guilty because I want to do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I said it was fine. If it was an issue, I would say, let's not do this. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like I, it's like Brian's day every day. It's Brian's opinion every day, that's for sure, but <laughs> yeah. it's not Brian's day. Like, I don't care. But right. if it really was like, no, I'm not doing that, I would still even say, you guys go do that. We'll just hang out some other time. See you know like, what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, don't. Yeah, but when so, I look at when I've put myself in situations where I'm like, where I've told somebody, I don't want to be here, I don't want to do uh-huh. this, and then I go and I do it, I can tell the way that that experience was different than if I had just kept that opinion to myself. Think think about the other way around because this is what I'm saying. Again, you're take those people are taking on their own emotions and I no, can't I, be responsible I see for what you're saying. So I'm saying if it was the other way around where I was like, do you want to do this? And you're like, no, but we can do it. I'd be like, okay, let's do it if I really wanted to. And I would not give a fuck about how you feel about it in that moment because I'm like, right. you said you didn't mind doing it. So come on, let's go. Right. And I would still enjoy it, right? Like, I'm like, do you want to see this movie? And you're like, not really. And I'm like, well, I do. And you're like, okay, well, then let's go see it. I'm like, let me enjoy this movie, you mm-hmm. know? But I wouldn't sit there the whole time and be like, ugh, I can't even enjoy this movie because I know they don't even want to be here. Like, blah, blah. I'm not taking on your emotion. Mm-hmm. If you were to sit there and say, no, I don't want to do it. You're forced me to do it. And I still did it. Yes, I could take that emotion on because I'm now projecting that onto you and your experience. But I'm like, you signed up for it so okay and if it really bothered me i would like express that or decide i'm out but i feel like i'm the same way in a relationship where i'm very hard fast in what i think who i am Mm -hmm. blah blah but i also am not going to take on someone else's emotions and i think that's where my strength is but i don't feel like people think like that very often so then they're like right well now you're making me feel bad. i'm like i'm not making you feel like anything if you didn't want to feel bad don't ask me what i wanted what you don't want to know do you know what i mean yeah and back to like the the water analogy that you used where I think if you're thinking of a relationship, and correct me if I'm wrong, you think if I'm red water and the person I'm dating is blue water, it should be purple water. And when you mix the two waters, you can never get red water No, back. I'm not saying that that you should lose those color identities. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that you should learn how how to allow purple water to be while still recognizing that you started as blue and they started as red. Right. You, I don't I don't think that anybody should lose their identity within a okay, relationship. So I That's feel not like, healthy. So if you want to go that way where it's like, oh, purple water exists and then you go back to red and blue. Mm-hmm. I see it as red and blue always are red and blue. The whole relationship, we just have the same path, right? Where it's like we're going down the same river. We hit, we hit the same banks. We hit the same turns. Yet you're red. I'm blue the entire time. Mm-hmm. You, I would never want you to become purple right mm-hmm. we're sh- we're sharing the same journey we're sharing the same experience but you're always going to be you because you're choosing to stay on this journey right because mm-hmm. a river really if you if you are if you get if you force a river enough like enough water and like backing to like jut a different direction and uh-huh. carve through a mountain it can right mm-hmm. but because you're choosing to go on this journey with blue and red that's the relationship that if you're going to use that analogy is what i want to create but go to that analogy say those two rivers get down to the same mountain it's going to take so much longer to get through the mountain than if they were to combine down at the end and push through the mountain to get like if they're pushing through as a red and a blue there's a middle point that's not being hit so it's almost like they're racing through that mountain separately Uh as opposed to just working together to get through the mountain i still i still feel like you're working together now no, because there's a part in that mountain that's sitting between the red and the, the okay, blue Okay, well, rivers. then if you want to say that there's that in between, to me, that is your choice of choosing to be with me the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. Because if you, once you lose that barrier, then you're like, oh, well, now he has to be with me because he's my boyfriend. Like, I, he just shows up and he's committing his life, so he has to do it. And it's like, no, I want someone to choose to be on this river, this bank, every turn, every up, every down with mm-hmm. me because they want to be there with me, not because they're just like. But see, like, think about you've seen Ratatouille. Uh huh. You know, in Ratatouille, when he's like, okay, here's the cheese, close your eyes and eat it. Uh huh. And then he's like, mm, that's good. And then he's like, okay, now close your eyes and eat the grape. And he's like, mm, that's really good. And now he's like, close your eyes and eat both of them at the same time. And he's like, oh my God. And all these fireworks start going off. That's like almost the way that I'm trying to metaphorically describe it. It's uh-huh. like, those are two individual tastes, but together they make something completely brand new. Right. And that's what's so exciting about like what love can do. Right. Is like you can take these two individual identities and create this new energy within the world that couldn't have existed without those two separate identities coming together right. and vulnerably being like, let's, let's forge this new, this new way together uh-huh. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I right? know you do. But to me, like if I'm on a date and you start agreeing for the simple fact of like trying to create a bond, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not talking about being fake though. No, I know. Okay. But like, even still like, it, it goes back to, like, what you were saying where it's, like, is it Brian's day where, like, I'm mm-hmm. being selfish and choosing? No, I it's, like, I get the idea that but do it you is think a that there's thing. Let me ask you this way. Okay. Do you think that there's Do you think that there's a benefit to not lying to a person and not necessarily withholding truth, uh-huh. but maybe just being, like, knowing how much something means to somebody? And this is something yeah. that I've learned a hard way. Yeah. Like, I'm speaking from personal experience right now. Do you think that there are times when it's just more beneficial to not even voice that you don't want to do something and just say, yeah, let's do it? Yes, but then don't fucking ask for my opinion. But even if they do? No, 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 no. Nope. If they do, bitch, you are signing up for my opinion. Don't fucking ask what I think if you don't want to know. I don't mind. I don't. Yeah, I'm pissed. (laughs) But this, it really does piss me off because I like don't. That's where I'm like irritated. If I want to have this experience and I know someone might, I might be feeling a certain way, I'm not going to ask them because I don't want them to damper my experience. So I'm like, don't, don't, I don't want to hear your opinion. This is my thing, you know? But that's, I don't mind being that fake bitch, letting us kiss in the rain, letting us create this magical moment. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me, how was the moment for you? Just let the moment be. If you want to live in your French vanilla fantasy, then live live in it. And I will be there to support you. I'll make that frothy foam. You know, I'll add the vanilla, add the sugar. I'll do whatever you need. But mm-hmm. don't ask me what I experienced because that I will give you my honest answer. Because on the reverse side, if I wanted to hear an honest answer for you, bitch, you better give it to me whether I think it's something I deserve or uh Right. You know, an experience where I'm like, oh, they probably experienced it the same way. So I want them to explain it the way I did. No, give me your full truth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. It's like, yeah, I can support you. I can get on this journey with you. But then don't ask what I actually feel because then I will let you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, a lot of relationships, even in like my personal life, I get in problems like that because they're like, well, what do you think, Brian? And I'm and I'm always like, well, do you? And I and I always I say this. I, and I preface this yeah. even with you too. When you come to me about advice, I'm like, okay, what character do you want me to play right now? Because uh-huh. I can be that, not a fake facade of a friend, but I can be that supportive friend where I'm like, you just need to hear, yeah, you that's to, tough. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. When yeah. I might not feel that way, so I'm like, you're asking for my opinion. I'm like, do you really want to know what I? 
yeah. what I, yeah. you know, do you really want to know what I feel? And of course, when when I say that, they're always like, well, yeah, but they don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with the relationship where it's like, I yeah. can live on that full French vanilla fantasy, but like, if, <laughs> Stop you're, it. if you're asking <laughs> for how I actually on, Valentina. feel, I'm going to give you the truth because yeah. I would expect the same if I asked as well, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like I'm really aware of like how someone might like what a situation might bring. Right. So right. like if, if I know that they might not like it, but I still want to enjoy it. And I think that I might feel a certain way if they tell me I don't want to be here. I'm not going to ask, do you want to be here? I'm yeah. like, let me live my life. Right. But then don't expect me to buy into your fantasy when I don't mind doing it. Just don't ask me in the terms that you need it. Right. Uh huh. It's like that. That's why I, I feel frustrated. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I think for me in relationships, like you said, I'd rather be single than in something that I feel like I'm faking to make it. But then on that second path too, I think for me, it's not easy for me to find love because Mm -hmm. I take it so seriously and so actively that you can't just sweep me off my feet. Like you need to put in the work because to me, everything that I've worked the hardest for in my life, I've prospered the most from and I truly believe that in every capacity so for me i value that Mm -hmm. and so for me as well as love like it does you can't just buy me something and then we love right right? it's like years and years of development and Mm -hmm. then i'm like okay i want to invest in you because you're still choosing to be with me right yeah and so when people are like why are you single i'm like good question but i think the person i'm gonna date i probably met two years ago and they're in my current life in some form or capacity that i just don't see it in the the love way yet Mm -hmm. um do I wish I could be a little more romantic? No, I don't say I, I like watch rom-com. Sometimes there's a, something inside me that sparks an emotion where I'm like, Oh, that would be cute. But yeah. then I always think when the credits are rolling, what's really going on. Do you right. know what I mean? Like how, how did that really end react? Or, yeah. 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 What was the, where I'm like, yes, result. I can buy this like momentary feeling of like love, but like what's really happening outside of, outside of this. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything you wanted to add? No. So then let's end with this. Um, what what kind of love are you looking for going forward? <laughs> um, and let's try to be a little bit brief because we're running a yeah. little bit long. Sorry, guys. Um, I got really passionate there. <laughs> passionate about love. Um, moving forward, what kind of love am I looking for? Um, I'm looking for a love that's willing to accept me for all of my uncertainties and doubts within the journey of finding love together because mm-hmm. I have a lot and I know that I reckon I recognize that mm-hmm. um and I'm okay with being honest about that but somebody has to be okay with accepting that mm-hmm. so going back to being unconditional um and I'm looking to be better at loving people mm-hmm. unconditionally mm-hmm. um regardless of life or mm. circumstances mm. yeah yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking for six inches, <laughs> a fat up. ass, <laughs> little cute patitties. <laughs> no. Um, the kind of love I'm looking for is the selfless love in the sense that because I don't think like normal mm-hmm. traditional people that you need to understand that like how I'm where I'm coming from. Yeah. You might not have to get it in the sense of like or no. Okay. Let me reframe you don't have to buy into it, but sure. you at least have to understand it. Yeah. Right. Just like with people who are romantic, I don't dog on you for that. Right. I don't like, it's like a political view. 
like totally. a Republican and a Democrat yes. being co- it's like, like yes, coexist. Maybe yes. I don't agree with your philosophies, but I can respect you as a person. Totally. And I think that my love should be the same where it's like, yeah, I, like I'm not asking for someone to buy into the same idea as me, mm-hmm. but I still want you to understand that my ideal exists. Right. That's fair. Um, and whatever that, whatever that form is, I would. So an open-minded love. love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I will end with this too. It's like, I want a, you and I love not a, we love. Mm-hmm. Where, what do we want to do? What should we do? I want, what do you think you and I can do? Because then that still sets up that you're your own individual, I'm my own individual, and we are choosing to make this together rather sure. than it has to be together. So then I guess to say mine, I want a Venn diagram love. Mm. You want a we love? I want the two circles of the you and you the I, purple. but I want the we. You want purple, you want red, orange, you want green. Now, you can't choose no. primary colors because primary colors don't blend, Okay. <laughs> I want a red love, a yellow love, or a blue love. You want a green love, an orange love, or a purple love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're just going to end there on that note because we go on too long. Y'all haters always being like, you need to do under an hour. But fuck the shit. You can listen to this hour. I think this was a good one, though. Do you? This was worth running over time, I think. I do, too, because this is the first time we're like, not Disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, ah, this is like... Ew, this is you're exciting. like, this is it. Let me create this moment. Drama, 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 drama. See, fake bitch. Fake bitch. Okay, well, um, with that said, you guys, as always, follow us on Instagram at fruitsnackspod. You can write into us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And then um, always write, subscribe, follow, listen, rate, share, all the above. And write into us personally if you agree with one of us or disagree <laughs> and you just want to talk we shit on Bedhead Betty. <laughs> Bedhead Betty, yeah, fuck that bitch. Um, um, yeah, write into us. I think this is an. Ex- I don't know why I feel like this is an exciting topic to like for to listen to other people talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it boils people up. Yeah. That's why I think this was good. Yeah. Even if we ran yeah. over. Um, so that's why I say like really write into us if you agree or disagree or like have a completely different opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be fun. Cute, 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 cute. Cute, cute, All right. cute, cute. Well, as for now, you guys, catch you next time on Fruit Snacks, but bye-bye. Bye.